Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of HP Critical Podcast, where I'm friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jarrell, and I'm joined by Kelly. Hi. And Gabe. Hello. We are missing our friend Brandon today, but he will be back next week. Brandon, we hope that you are having a wonderful time wherever you are doing whatever it is that you're doing. He's very busy. He's a very busy man, so he's, he's, he's not here with us tonight. But um, anyway, let's move on and get right into some fun gaming news stuff. So the biggest announcement, uh, actually, I'm not going to start with the biggest announcement. I'm going to start with some small things and build up, you know, so you guys got to stay listening through the whole thing so you can hear all the big stuff. Uh, the small stuff is over at Polygon, there's an article titled League of Legends is finally having its Avengers moment. And it talks a little bit about how it, League of Legends lore has been hit or miss, uh, but they're finally, you know, edging up to something that could be really, really cool. Um, did either of you play League? No. 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 <clears throat> well, for anyone who does play League, you have to write us in and tell us why you play because none of us play. So I'm just going to move on to the next story. Uh, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> anyway, so have you guys seen The Little Mermaid? Yeah. The animated one? Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you know who Halle Bailey is? No. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, Halle Bailey of the um, group Chloe and Halle. I think Chloe, Halle, Chloe, Haley. I, I don't, I'm, I think it's, it's Halle. Halle. I think it's Halle, yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, uh, Halle of the Chloe, Halle group, um, the singing group. She's also on of uh, that show that I can't remember the name of. Uh, she was recently cast, well, not recently, a few years ago, she was cast as the Little Mermaid. And there was a lot of controversy because, oh my God, they made her black. They made the Little Mermaid black. We're all going to die. Um, recently, she posted some official images of her saying, I think on her on her Instagram account, saying that uh, pr- uh, post-production is finished. I don't know. The, the filming <clears throat> of the movie is finished. Uh, do you guys think it matters that she's black and playing the Little Mermaid? No, no. I, I think, yeah, I think that the whole thing with Ariel was that she had a beautiful voice and she definitely, definitely, definitely has a beautiful, amazing voice. Like the whole mm-hmm. movie is centered around her voice and like losing her voice. So I think that should be the main focus. Um, <clears throat> people's argument was that it's like a Danish story. Um, and obviously Danish people are like the whitest of whites, but the problem is, is that if you're going to stick to like the Danish original story, I'm pretty sure that Ariel turns into like sea foam. So no happy ending. So your argument's invalid. So I think it's going to be a great casting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Is that like, is it like just a remake, like um, just like a live action? I believe so. So I don't okay. know if it's going to follow like the Aladdin thing where they do new stuff or if it's okay. going to be like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I don't even remember who was cast as Prince Eric. I remember they were talking to that guy from that band, One Direction. Harry Styles. Yeah. And he was like, <gasps> no, nah, I'm good. <gasps> it's not him because he oh, said no. no. Uh, so I don't Why? remember who they, I don't know. I guess he was oh, like, I don't God. want to be a Disney prince. Um, oh, yeah, so I don't know who. so beautiful. He would be such a good Disney prince. Okay, anyways. <laughs> well, he said no. So I don't know who it is, but um, Gabe, did you want to hop in before I move on? No. All right, well, I'm just going to hop in and say I think it's great. So I'm rooting for all the Black people. Um, Persona 25th anniversary is here. They have a Persona 25th anniversary special website that launched, and it teased seven new Persona projects, including Persona 6. Kelly, have you played Persona 5 or 4? 
I've never played anything relating to Persona. <laughs> okay. Well, you need to get up. No, you need to wake up, get up, get out there, and play at least Persona 5. And anyone listening, yeah, I just referenced the first track on the album like I did on Twitter, but no one really paid attention to it on Twitter. So I have a hundred games that I don't play. So <laughs> that sounds like a boo hoo excuse. <laughs> it sounds like now. we should make it a hundred and one. I next games I'm playing are Resident Evil two and three. That nah, is like true fact. That's a lie. The next games you have to play is finishing Final Fantasy seven, so we can actually have a conversation about it on the podcast. Bart. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I'll I'll ask Gabe. So Gabe, how 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 are you taking this news? Um, as a new Persona fan, this is very exciting that I have seven games. Or was it seven or six games? It was seven projects. So that I have I seven projects to look forward to. So like, and then the fact that Persona Six is you know confirmed means I don't have to wait too long between games. Apparent, well, hopefully. So that'd be exciting to see. Um, but I think what I'm most excited for is to see what kind of music comes with either the 25th anniversary or these upcoming projects because if you play persona then you know the music's a fucking banger it's one of the best things about the series uh you know four was very like pop heavy and five is really jazzy and i don't know where they're gonna go next but if they continue the trend it's gonna be fucking amazing um as i also I they continue- country, as long as it's not country <laughs> i I mean, they they could probably make some country music. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't doubt it, but I don't want to start listening to country music. They are are also uh, the Persona games, at least the ones that I've played, have been very known for touching heavy subjects a lot, and especially like four, uh, uh, three and five. Um, so you know, in three, you shoot yourself in the head to summon your persona. So yeah, things get really crazy uh you know and and in i mean okay you're right i'm sorry spoiler alert and then five i won't spoil anything but like the first case is all about like some serious heavy topics like lots of shit happens um and and, you know four four is a whole murder mystery like someone's literally killing people so all these games really take root in um some very serious issues and they're they're explored really well um with this whole mechanic so if you haven't played a persona game highly highly suggested the only other thing i'll say is thank god that they're moving on because they have milked the fuck out of persona 5 like you've got you know persona 5 persona 5 royal you got strikers you've got joker and smash like they've had concerts like they are milking the fuck out of p5 so i'm ready to move on and speaking of moving on Margot Robbie said that she needs a break from playing Harley Quinn. Have you guys seen her playing Harley Quinn? Yeah, both um, the movies. I think, yeah. Wait, was she the Harley Quinn in a? In Birds of Prey and in no, Suicide I didn't watch Squad. That one. I didn't watch Suicide that. Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's the only one I saw. Her there's in. only one. The, uh, another no, one's coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's two. But... There's a well, technically, one there's only one out. So yeah, technically, uh, both of you are right. I mean, I've only seen her in the Suicide 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 Squad. Which, to be honest, let's be real, she carried the movie. They made a That's special of debatable. it because I definitely feel Listen, like it was a combined I effort of fall, her. I Will fell Smith asleep during that movie. And one of the other guys. I, don't I know would say was. I would say her and Will Smith. I'll give I'll give and, them both. Oh, that, and, but... and 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 the, the director of the group. I can't remember her name. I think nah. she's I think it was the same kind. But I, I you're yeah, talking she about seems really memorable. You um, can't remember her name. But... I don't remember. Hold on. First of all, I don't remember a lot of people's names. So you remember fucking Harley Quinn's name? Name Will Smith because in the movie. everyone Deadshot. Well, 
all right <laughs> yeah no i i don't think she was that great in this film actually um but i will say margot robbie and will smith 100 i think both of them definitely you know ruled that movie and i've heard birds of prey is freaking awesome so it's really cool i think she's probably one of my favorite um dc character portrayals um of all time honestly i think she's done a really great job I'm sorry. What do you guys think about her portrayal? No, I think she's great. I think that, like, I don't really, like, Harley Quinn, the character, I'm like, eh, but, like, I feel like she brings it to life where I wouldn't normally like it. Like, the accent, the fuck, uh, whatever. The style is there, okay? Let's, let's be real. The style is there. I don't really get how she's, like, scary or a villain, though. She's just, like, pretty, and she has, like, a hammer. I don't, you know? Um, I don't really find her to be, like, particularly any match for any superhero in existence at all but she looks good doing it i don't that's all i got really quick before some asshole listener or something comes in saying well obviously it looks like kelly doesn't read the comics a lot of us don't read comics so if you're going to say something about how in the comics she was able to kill the entire justice league you can right now well i mean we're just talking about the movies and margot robbie yeah but but, you know Um, yeah you might as well nip the incels in the bud let's be real um but like i i yeah i don't really get like okay superman is in dc like she would never he's fucking alien for god's sake like um but i think in the context of like realistic just whatever I I liked her portrayal of it. I feel like it's what the directors wanted. I am entertained by the movies. They're so colorful. Um, And I I feel like I liked Birds of Prey better than Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad just didn't, I didn't get it. I don't know. I just didn't really care for it. But then whenever she came back in Birds of Prey, I was like, okay, pussy power. I get it now, you know? All about women. Yay. 100%. I'll drink um, to that. <clears throat> anyone who has not seen the animated series for Harley Quinn on HBO Max, please watch it. It is the best, most hilarious fucking thing ever. Uh, I, I can only recommend it. It is such a great fucking show. It's so, so good. Um, so Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl was announced for uh, Switch. And Smash I think it. a few other... <laughs> Yes, uh, I think uh, also PS4 and Xbox. Uh, shoot me if I'm wrong. Sorry. Um, I watched the trailer, and you know this game is apparently a part of a series of uh, Nickelodeon All Stars games. It's gotten some serious hype. Have you guys seen it? If so, what do you think about it? Looks like shit. I don't care what anybody says. That game looks like it was made. Like it looks like a game made of mods. I'm gonna buy it because it looks stupidly funny, and I want to be able to punch somebody as SpongeBob. Or is hopefully they're going to put in like, if they don't look, I know I just, I'm going to buy it, but if they don't put in Squidward, I'm not buying the game. <laughs> I, I want to be an angry uh, octopus slapping the shit out of people. Um, But yeah, it looks like I hope what they showed us was like pre alpha version, but which I don't think it is because the game's coming out this year, but like, it looks like literally, it looks like if you've ever played smash bros and you ever did uh, played the, uh, the, the modded one which is called like pm or some shit it looks just like that like it looks like a bunch of modded characters put into a smash bros game i don't disagree with you um i probably won't even buy it i just i've just enjoyed the discourse about how hilarious it's been 
uh, people just so excited for some random ass reason. Like people are just so into this Nickelodeon fighter and, you know, being, you know, Reptar and fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Thornberry dad and like a bunch of like- Nigel Thornberry. There you go. And a bunch of like random ass characters just Mashing. throwing together Smash style. Um, <laughs> so the only thing that I saw was somebody- is, Jim, is Jimmy Neutron in it? Reportedly. I mean, he kind of okay. has to be. He's a yeah, big Nickelodeon. He's dude. like big Nickelodeon. The only thing that I saw relating to this, um, I didn't watch the trailer yet, but I have it like literally on the other screen right now. The only thing that I saw was the dad from Jimmy Neutron. Uh, someone like messaged him on Twitter and was like, hey, can you like say this line? And then they showed him like kicking fucking Jimmy Neutron and saying like this line like for like 500 likes or something it was just like the funniest thing i've ever seen it's like (laughs) jimbo like you're i it was so funny that's the only thing that i really know but i mean it's a nickelodeon game i'll probably buy it i like nickelodeon and yeah if i can like be cat dog that'd be great thank you yo i mean they haven't been confirmed but that would be a lot of fun to fight as cat dog Oh my god, I'm sorry, 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 guys. Uh, anyway, so over at Polygon.com, there's an article titled Sega Sued for Rigged Arcade Machine by Nicole Carpenter. The Keymaster Game Machine has been a target for years. So the Keymaster Game uh, Machine is one of those machines where it's like the claw and you go by and you have to like, you know, grab it and pick it up, etc. Um, there now, I, I think it's that. Am I wrong? You said the Keymaster? I think that's the one that's like the thing is in the shape of a key and you have to put it into the hole perfectly to win the prize. Yes, you are so right and I'm so wrong. Uh, the article here says to play, you must navigate a key towards a specific keyhole by stopping the automatic movement by hitting a button. If the key goes in, you win the prize. The problem, according to uh, the lawsuit, is that these machines are programmed to only allow players to, the ability to win after a certain number of player failures. Nowhere on the Keymaster machine do defendants inform consumers of the truth that the machines are rigged so that players can only win prizes at certain times. Lawyers from Mudo said in the lawsuit, if the machine is not ready to award a prize, it allegedly it's allegedly programmed to overshoot the keyhole, even if the player hit the button at the correct time and oh force the player to lose. This is demonstrated in some videos on YouTube. Um, a player named Claw Craziness suggested that the player can tell when a machine is not ready to pay out a prize if they know the secrets. So, uh, you know, how do like how do we feel about this? Is this this you know essentially this lawsuit is saying, hey, you guys are literally cheating us. No matter how good you are, you just have to be you know the right numbered person at the right time for this to work, and it's unfair. So how how do you guys feel about this? Like it's been kind of known that a lot of those machines, because you mentioned the claw machine in the beginning too. That's another one. I think it's been kind of known that a lot of these machines are you know well rigged, for lack of a better word. So, but I, I but at the same time like. I want to know how many times you have to fail first because there was one time where I think I spent, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this episode or she's not outside my door right now. I spent like, I think around 80 bucks <laughs> trying to get something off of one of those damn things. Cause it was, um, what had just come out? Actually, I think it was for a PS4 pro. It was either for a PS4 pro or an iPad. And I was like, Oh, this is easy. I can do this. I couldn't do it. And yeah, so I just want to know the number of, you know, if they end up winning this lawsuit and then Sega has to tell everybody how much, how many tries you had to do, I want to know because I'm a little hurt that I put in so much money and didn't get anything. Well, do you think that Sega should be held culpable for this? Like, do you think they should be sued for this? 
Well, if it's their machine, yeah. But at the same time, I feel like if you're going to go after Sega for that, then you kind of have to go after everybody else. Like carnivals, for example. Those fuckers well, drink everything. So the big thing about this is that um, the, the, the Sega machine is branded as a machine based on skill when it's actually mm-hmm. a machine based on chance. And so it's like almost false advertising. Like you think that you if you have the skill can go and do this and it turns out no matter how good your skill is you won't be able to so that's oh, the big deal with this then yeah 100 percent. if it's if it's being you know shown off as a game of skill and it's actually a game of chance then yeah that's i think you're in your right to sue sega for that well i feel like a lot of video like i feel like a lot of the arcade games are like that though and they do act like it's sort of like a game of skill like the one where you used to have to stack the blocks and at the end there's one and so I mean, annoying. I got to the top block almost every time. Like I was so, I got to the top block and it would never, no matter when you hit the fucking button, it would never let you win. So can I sue? Like, am I entitled to compensation? Cause there would be like a fucking <laughs> Nintendo DS in there. And like, I mean, sounds like you can depending but, on who owns the machine. Yeah. I mean, pretty much though, that was like a lot of those games. They were like, oh yeah, skill. And then the button just magically doesn't work when you hit it or whatever. Anything that you put money into and you get prizes is fucking gambling. It is never based on skill. I mean, so do you they think just want to take your money? money. I don't know. Do you really <laughs> want to get? I listen. Never in my life did I ever see anybody win any of those. Mm-hmm. So who's the fucking sucker? <laughs> Who yeah, deserves, I'm, I'm a little. Who deserves to lose it, their honestly, money? Because I'm like it's i feel like it's always a chance game right no matter how good you are i always feel like those are chance games and i feel like if you continue to spend money on it it's your choice to continue to want to do this right so so i'm like oh can you really sue them but also at the same time i completely understand wanting to sue them because like if i know that i'm good enough to do this and there's proof that it's like you guys that's the problem sure i'd want to sue but i don't think i'd ever go that far to care so (laughs) The thing is that anything with a bigger prize, if you're putting in a dollar and there's a potential to win, like something that costs a hundred or more dollars, you're not going to win. Like if, if you're doing a claw machine to get like a 10 cent, like billions of them in the world, like toy, then yeah, you pay a dollar. They're going to give it to you because they don't give a shit. Like it's like, but the money trade-off is not there. Like, obviously they're going to have to wait for so long to give you a good prize because then they'd be losing money if everybody got the fucking Nintendo. Like, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, I feel like that's pretty basic knowledge of gambling and arcade games. Like, you're not going to get it. Well, I'm assuming it's because technically it's not supposed to be gambling when you're doing it based on skill. But when it's a chance thing, then it is gambling. So once again, it's kind of like, yeah. I didn't come to gamble. I came because I'm good. But now I'm gambling based on chance. So, um, but, you know, it's not a chance gamble deadpool joining the mcu so um this article at comicbook.com says deadpool joins mcu and free guy trailer breakdown with thor's korg so uh korg is this character that was introduced and i believe thor uh 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 uh, oh my god ragnarok thor ragnarok Mm -hmm. um And uh, Ryan Reynolds has been playing Deadpool. He is in a new movie called Free Guy, which is um, basically like based on him being an NPC in a video game. So yeah, that's why we're talking about it, people. I promise. Um, <clears throat> he reprised his role, his own MCU role as um, Korg from 
Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi. Um, and he was in this commercial with Reynolds' uh, uh, Deadpool. So essentially, this is like a little bit of a, uh, a crossover. It's kind of like a, that I am going to spoil WandaVision for you if you haven't seen it yet. But it's kind of like that little nod to um, Quicksilver and WandaVision by the character who played it um, in the X-Men franchise coming to play it in the uh, MCU. Um, you know, little teases like that. So I thought that was really cool. Any comments on that before I move on? That room must have been fun as hell. Oh, God, yes. 100%. <laughs> With those two, that, that would have been oh, such a fun place to be at that time. I'm sure it was. Uh, despite Sony's warning, Cyberpunk 2077 is still massively popular on the PS4. I'm not going to talk about this too much unless anybody wants to, but that's at PCGamer.com. The game topped the PlayStation Store charts in June, even though it was only available for nine days. Um, is this game just that good, or are people just checking it out because it was bad and they had been anticipating it and now they can finally buy it? Um, or, like, what? What do you guys think? I don't know. Like, if I knew a game was bad, I wouldn't want to buy it. So I don't. And I, like, you I didn't know see any... that PlayStation Store ain't offering no fucking discounts. So you, they pay yeah. full price. So. Yeah. Like, I know. They didn't do any new <laughs> advertising for it either. So, like, I they don't, didn't. Literally, they just put know. out that tweet that was like, it's available now. And everybody's yeah. like, I, I guess it's time everyone... to try. Well, well I mean, realistically, the people that have PS4s and don't have anything else, they got to play something. You know what I mean? Like, I guess if you seriously though, if you don't got anything else, like you're pretty limited, you know? That's not true because every almost okay, that's not true because a lot of PS5 exclusive games are kind of not that exclusive, I think. Um, or or they're the games that are coming out are still, um, you know, uh, how do you say that? Cross generation. If, if you want like a big title. Like, what other big title games are there for PS4? Spider-Man, Miles Morales. But that came out months ago. And you Every, have been I able think, to get it all this time. They probably I think the also only have that. one that hasn't been put to the PS5 was, I think, Godfall. And that's coming in November. I think you meant put to the PS4. I actually, yeah. you know, I don't know if there's any big games that have come out on PlayStation, actually, that you can play currently that you wouldn't have already had. So you might be right. Yeah, I guess I it was that one like, that was missing. Yeah, they just wanted it for their PS4 event as well. And I mean, dude, you're going to get people buying shit on the store as soon as it's available. I mean, um, Miles Morales, Watchdog Legions, Valhalla, Avengers. Yeah, they're all old. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that you can't really use that for the argument of not have anything on the PS4 because PS5 players, we're not getting anything either. No, but what it. she's saying is that you're, we're, that's all you have. New, like those, yeah. those well, games I mean, are all accessible and they were able to play. So like, if you're looking for something new to play on PlayStation right now, but like in is June, that, is that reason enough though? Cause like, again, you know, the game is trash. Wouldn't you just look at other listen, games you haven't played? Something new to you is better than nothing new to you. Like some new game that might that. suck. How many, times, better. how many times have we gone out and bought new games that are bad? Yeah. Five times that I can new. remember. Well, See? this is somebody's one out of five. Wow. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're playing it on a PS4 Pro and not the regular exactly. PS4. Exactly. I, I, I was like, I really hope you're playing it on PS4 Pro because like they said, don't. 
put it on face yeah. PS4, but YOLO. <laughs> they, they didn't say there might be a problem. They said just don't play it on your regular PS4. Something you also probably shouldn't play. This is me talking out of my ass. Uh, a Final Fantasy X 3 story is already written, but Final Fantasy VII Remake is the main priority. Oh my God, excuse me. It's the main priority. This is an article from Game Informer um, by Liana Rupert, who I am a fan of. For those of that have loved the Final Fantasy X experience and a sequel, many have wondered if a third game in this particular iteration of Final Fantasy universe would, be, uh, would ever be a reality. Looks like those 10-3 dreams could be coming true because director Tetsuya Nomura has confirmed that a Final Fantasy X-3 concept is already in motion with the story already written. However, the caveat is that it is still a long way off as the team focuses on Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm only bringing this up for anybody who listens to this podcast waiting for our um, uh, JRPG club because we did play through Final Fantasy X. We had a great fucking conversation. If you want to hear it, check out um, the this podcast feed. Uh, the season two is all for JRPG club. It was a wonderful fucking time. We had so much fun. We're now going through 10-2. So if you want to hear more of that, check back. We've got episodes coming up and uh, then we're going to move on to something else. But yeah, that was my plug for that. And I'm going to move on now because Stadia is going to be giving devs a cut of Stadia Pro revenue based on how often their game is played. Okay, this is from Gamasutra.com. It says, um, Google's cloud-based game streaming service Stadia has announced a handful of new initiatives aimed at maximizing the return game developers see from their Stadia titles and at the same time, bringing more players into the paid side of Stadia's offering. As shared during the Stadia keynote for the Google for Games Developer Summit, Google has a number of tricks up its sleeve that it believes will be mutually beneficial for game developers and Stadia as a platform, including a playtime-based cut of Studio Pro revenue, a player referral program, and temporary changes to revenue share on Stadia. Um, <clears throat> starting this month, Google has pledged 70% of Stadia Pro's revenue to game developers that offer their games up as freebies on Stadia Pro. I'm going to say that again. They've pledged 70% of Studio Pro, uh, Stadia Pro's revenue, which is the one that you have to pay for, to game developers that offer their games up as a freebie on the Stadia Pro um, uh, program. Specifically, pay is based upon engagement for active claimable Stadia Pro titles and will only apply to games new to the service. Only applies to games new to the service. Uh, uh, engagement in this case is measured in session days so developers will seemingly get a larger part of that 70% share depending on how many days individual Stadia Pro players log onto their games. I'm going to stop there and ask you guys how you feel about this, right? So essentially, to wrap this up, Stadia is saying we'll give you 70% of the revenue if you offer your game up for free. Um, and that's going to be up to 70%. That's going to be based on the amount of people that play this game and how long they play it. How do you guys feel about that? How are they going to make any fucking money? Oh, you offer see. your game for free. Well, because then, gonna... um, then what essentially will happen is like, let's say we all subscribe to Stadia Pro, um, and we're oh, paying a monthly subscription. Fee. I got you. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Stadia, and I fell asleep, so mm. I couldn't really answer or like think of what you're talking about. Um, oh the subscription God. service. I don't know stadia what the fuck is their market like who cares about you like i i don't i don't i still don't get it i still don't understand the stadia thing um and i legitimately have an it degree and i play video games all the time so if i don't get what you're fucking doing <laughs> then who fucking does anyways that aside um i i mean i don't know i don't know who's paying for the service 
Like, I don't know, like, I don't know the consumer. Well, that's what this that is, is about. looking for this. It's about getting more people to pay for the service. Yeah, well, that so makes sense. But You start offering your game for free to the service. It's like Game Pass, right? You start yeah. offering your service for free, to, uh, or sorry, you offer better games game for free. Game Pass is that there's the word Xbox in front of it. You might have heard of it. Oh like, my gosh, damn. I'm sorry, what like, okay. Fuck? I guess if Stadia was offering triple a titles they, that they you yeah you could get and play like with good specs for a reduced rate that would make sense i mean technically they do technically but fucking what i don't i still just get away from me stadia i hate you i don't i don't want to do this anymore oh my gosh. <laughs> i don't want to keep talking about them so oh this one Anyways. more part of this actually that i want to add to um this is a quote from the article uh and it says likely aiming to boost those potential figures google's second new stadium developer program encourages game makers to hand out click to play affiliate links to would-be players and promises to pay out ten dollars for every player that converts from a free trial to paid subscription this perk is set to go live in the first half of 2022 through uh though judging by a slide shown during the presentation developers would need to accrue five hundred dollars through the affiliate marketing program before it'll pay out yeah i watson oh my gosh what a dollars five hundred dollars is a lot i'm a cat person um but hey hold on watson I, I feel like that's like, that's incentive. Like you'll see me like with like a Stadia link on my fucking <laughs> Twitch channel. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I feel like five hundred is a lot. Like I feel like Twitch's one hundred dollar payout limit's already a lot, so five hundred seems like ridiculous. But at the same time, like affiliate programs, they really work. They're, but the that's, thing is, this isn't you getting the ten dollars. This is the developer. Like the developer only the developer yeah then what do you get you get that link because they want you to pay they they get ten dollars for every person that um that uh yeah it says pay out ten dollars for every player that converts from a free trial to a paid subscription so they send you a link to play you're playing you like the game you switch over from your stadia free trial to a paid subscription they get ten dollars once they get up to five hundred dollars then they can pay out this is all for helping the developer they get but i get to play free for a while okay yeah i'm assuming you get a free trial period i'm just saying like what is the incentive for me for you i don't know because you could just play the game on game pass or somewhere else yeah if you like developers the incentive is for you to help the developers get paid for I already help small developers all the time. Like I play um, a bunch you of can indie play games anywhere like... that you have Google Chrome accessible without a hardware necessary. Hey, we still don't fucking understand what it is. You're like <laughs> without a hardware. Is that what it is? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody. <coughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I, honestly, fuck it. If if I could try Stadia Pro maybe i would i have adult money and i'm a fucking nerd so let's see get me an affiliate link i try anything for 30 days i have so many <laughs> trials that i won't cancel i have i mean everything hello um, fresh curology it's all coming to my house because so i don't cancel um whatever 
this is literally the best like all types of you're gonna get so many like sponsored links now like she doesn't cancel send her it all she'll convert automatically to a paid subscription service that is hilarious uh so we're gonna take a quick break and then you're gonna come back and hear my and gabe's take on this uh spadia helping developers story uh so yeah we'll be right back hold your horses people and welcome back, guys. Uh, so the last thing we were talking about was uh, Stadia helping developers uh, make some extra money. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go next, and then Gabe, you can follow up after me if you have anything else you want to add. Um, I think this is a great idea to help developers, but I also think this uh, incentive is kind of bad uh, overall. Um, actually, Gabe, you first. Oh, all I'm going to say is Stadia needs to stop trying and just give up. Like, I don't know if they're trying to look nice now by giving 70% to developers. I thought I was make... harsh. No, I really don't care about Stadia. I definitely think, I, like, to me, Stadia should have died off a year ago. Um, but, like, because, I mean, if you don't didn't have any type of success over the year of quarantine from everybody, like, People were buying switches. They were buying consoles. They were buying games. And you're still constantly on a downward path. Just give up at that point, dude. People like, were trapped know. in their homes. Yeah, like not once did I think about. I not once did I think about buying Google Stadia <laughs> when I was at home. And like, given I you know was still like fortunate enough to go to work and have a job, but there was a time where I only worked three days out of the week. The other four days. Not once that I sit at my computer and think, you know what would really make my quarantine better? Google Stadia. Stadia. So I don't, I mean, good for the developers, I guess, for because something tells me this isn't going to last long because Stadia is going to be like, well, shit, no one's subscribing to us still. Um, so I don't. I well, so just, that's actually what I was going to say. I actually think this is a not great idea. I think it. I think the idea was great. I don't think the execution is going to be great. And I say that because if I made a game, right, and I put it on Stadia to try to get 70% of the revenue back, because it sounds like a lot, and then they give me this incentive of an extra 500 bucks, um, I'm putting my game up for free. But then that also means that it's based on the play sessions so if someone only plays my game for like an hour i don't get shit from that and my game is still up there for free and i think making uh, a a judgment of monetary value based on the amount of time that people play your game is a really bad practice because i play games like i can play a game that i really like for like 10 minutes right and then just not have time to come back to it. And then they're going to be like, fuck this kid who never plays my game. I'm never getting paid, uh, you know, because, you know, life happens and things happen and we're all busy, right? Or I can play for three hours. Um, I, I just don't like the idea of paying people based on the amount of time that someone is playing your game and the amount of people that are playing it, because that's, it's very different. If you're trying to, you know, break even when you sell a bunch of copies of a title uh, to a store and then you have people like buy it and sell it, we don't measure how much money you're going to get paid based on how many people are still playing, um, I don't know, some single player, like how many people are still playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? Like the developer, uh, Square Enix is not getting paid based on the amount of hours that we put into it because some people beat that game in like five hours. Some people took 40 hours, what? right? They get paid every, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can skip the fucking, all the side missions and just do the main story skip cutscenes, and be done with that game in like you know less than 10 hours right um 
but the developers get paid the same amount every every way um as opposed to you know well like just i just don't like that idea because i'm gonna play phasmophobia for like two hours with you guys and never touch it again until you reinvite me right so then those developers are gonna be mad as fuck because like i'm subscribed to the service so stadia is getting paid but they ain't getting shit um whereas kelly's gonna play for you know however long that she streams um and then she's not gonna touch it again so then still they're not gonna you know be i don't like the idea of having to pay developers based on the amount of time or people that play a game they're kind of not a fan of that i think the idea is good i think the incentive is good but i don't like that idea i i don't like the the follow-through that i think that's gonna that's gonna come out of that um anything else before i move on battlefield 2042 is online only plus there are more details on how the ai works new specialist details and more from gameinformer.com i am only bringing this up because i just want to play in a tornado field with my friends battlefield 2042 whenever it comes out uh this article is written by liana rupert again um there's a new showcase called answering your reveal questions where senior design director for battlefield 2042 Daniel Berlin sat down to do just that. He also offered a closer look at the various specialists, the different map vehicles, and AI soldiers. He talked a little bit more about the technical playlist going down later this summer, as well as how cross-progression and cross-play will work for 2042. I'm not going to go further into this. We're going to move on a little bit. But uh, Battle 20, Battlefield 2042 um, is online only. I don't know if we talked about this before. Did we? No, so. we talked about another game that was online only. Okay, so Assassin's Creed one. How do we feel about Battlefield 2042 being online only? I've only played Battlefield online. You don't like, play the main scenario at all? No, I don't think so. I think that Battlefield 1, Battlefield 1 is the last Battlefield I played, which Battlefront is the same fucking thing. It's the same game. I've only played them online. Uh, I guess Battlefront 2, I played through the campaign, but like, I don't know, Battlefront or battlefield do they even have like campaigns i don't yeah even... they do and oh. i'm not gonna lie the campaigns i've played from battlefield battlefield were actually pretty damn good i played oh. battlefield 3's campaign and battlefield 1 and i mean yeah they're they're pretty good like it's not what i liked about it and again i'm gonna compare it to call of duty because i that's actually the only game to compare it to. That's who that's who they, you know, go up against. Yeah. Uh, as compared to Call of Duty's like very consistent two two-man mission <laughs> story that they have, where like you're always undercover and it's not like an outright battle. Like compared to that, Battlefield One, like its story is like, you know, it's actual like battles and you know, you're out on the battle <laughs> on the battlefield <laughs> um <laughs> doing certain oh missions. God. So like when they said when they said battlefield 2042 wasn't gonna have you know a campaign i was like oh well damn but then i also kind of expected it like it's gonna be online only because what else are you gonna do in a game that doesn't have a campaign you know this is so interesting i'm gonna bring this up again later on because it's all it's it's very interesting to see where companies are deciding to cut corners at because first you know call of duty was like we're not having campaign battlefields now like we're not having a campaign and you know at this point it's like how many of our i guess they're looking at how many players are actually invested in the campaigns and the single player for these and wondering whether it's worth the, the money you know uh and i think that's a really interesting line to go forward with because i like uh you know single player gameplay options in video games i can't tell you that i played the call of duty one because i only play those games to play with friends online so i can see why this why this cut was made but i think it's really interesting to watch these developers look at 
what's available and where they can cut corners and save costs and uh, Battlefield 2042 said they don't give a fuck we are not spending money on making a single player campaign but they will also have PC and console crossplay yeah go ahead no the thing is with like Call of Duty though they have like zombies and stuff they have other things they have like so many Battle- options yeah yeah Battlefield only has like the campaign online like now they're only doing online like like Call of Duty had more things to do but like Battlefield has more in-game, I think. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like, where Call of Duty's strength, as much as people want to deny it, isn't their online. Their online is actual garbage. I'm like, if you don't believe me, I implore anybody to play Warzone. You give me that look, but play Warzone, and you will agree with me. So Call of Duty has to have zombies, because zombies... Warzone you know, is the free one, though. Doesn't matter. You're a, you're a, uh, you're a multi-million company, and you... I think it and, does and you're, matter. I would see maybe a year ago i would agree but the thing is they're literally like warzone is their push for their new games when black ops was coming out it wasn't look at our zombies or look at our look at our story it was hey you can still play warzone with modern warfare people call of duty is using warzone as their you know advertisement right now but they're starting to kind of move back into zombies being their main thing again because I guess people were getting tired of Warzone. But like, they again, dropped a new zombies map like today. So see, I didn't even know about now. that. Um, but yeah, like I don't like that's I guess that's why Battlefield doesn't do anything else because they know their online is good. Their online is massive multiplayer, you know, battles. It's not again like Call of Duty. Call of Duty, the largest one, I think, is Ground War. And that's aside from Warzone, I think is Ground War, and that's like 18v18. Um battlefield is i think their most recent one was come on i have a brain let's use it 30 <laughs> i think it might it might yeah it might have been 24 versus 24 or 30 versus 30 and now it's going to be <clears throat> 32 versus 32 that's right it might be bigger so i i think battlefield knows where its strength is and they don't say like hey we need to add a new mode if we're taking out multiplayer i mean if we're taking out campaign and single player well, what you guys should do is watch the podcast crew play through Battlefield 2042 when it comes Gosh. out later on. We're going to be so bad. <laughs> it's okay. We'll all be so. bad. You know, we might, hey, we might do an entire podcast episode while playing Battlefield. That would be, That'd be hilarious. Thing, but also hilarious. <laughs> like, you can hear us scream while we talk video games while playing Battlefield. We'll see what happens. Um, moving on to something. <laughs> what? I'm imagining we're talking in the podcast while playing and Drill gets sniped from across the map and he's like, that's not fair. I was talking about why Stadia is still alive. 100%. That's going to happen. 100%. It's going to happen because we're going to talk about Stadia again because it won't die. Um, so <laughs> Psychonauts 2 will feature an invincibility toggle as developer Double Fine believes all people should be able to uh, enjoy games. That's from IGN.com. I am going to say nothing on the matter except for... Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about on that? Yes, I agree. Okay. Gabe? No, I agree that you should make, I mean, if people want to play like that, let them play like that. I don't know what the big deal is. I Okay, I don't want to jump into the whole like games accessibility thing because I feel like we talked about it before. The only thing I will say about this is this is so weird, y'all. It's Psychonauts 2. Y'all don't even care. Like half of you literally don't care about Psychonauts 2, okay? So why wasn't, do you care that they're making an easy mode for Psychonauts 2? Who gives a fuck? Like it's Psychonauts Wasn't Psychonauts 2? that game that like you draw what your character no, needs? No, that's Scribblenauts. That's Scribblenauts? Okay. <laughs> what the hell is Psychonauts See? in? See? 
it's a it's a it's an old game that they're bringing back a sequel for that i don't think was ever hard in the first place so i don't understand why people are up their britches um but if no one else has anything else to say about that no, i do on. though oh, i ahead. do i do and surprisingly it's not going to be a mean thing see i agree with them adding invincibility because notice how they, you know they're adding the invincibility so the game's easier but they're not making the difficulty lower so I'm going to get eaten up for this by both sides, especially probably the Dark Souls people. If you were to add something like invisibility to the Dark Souls to let people play it, that's fine. Because you're not making the difficulty less hard. You just can't fucking die. But, but you know, if you can't die, get, it's way less hard. You'd be very surprised. Dark Souls is an unforgiving game. And I'm getting to that point next. Because like the thing is, I've... But you don't have to dodge. Like that would defeat like most of that. But that's what I was going to get to next, because the thing is, yeah, you can't die. And I guess you don't have to dodge. But if you all you have is invincibility, you're still going to get a hit lag. And like you don't want to sit there fighting a boss, getting hit and only being able to hit that boss once every five minutes while it's clobbering away. And you're just standing like, look, I'm not dying. Now the game's just boring. So like if it's invincibility with, a, you know, a hit lag or like you still have to find ways to beat a boss so you're not annoyed. You know what? No, I have to know more about Psychonauts because I don't know what the fuck the game is. Can I ask you a question, Gabe? Yeah. My understanding of why people enjoy those games is figuring out how to get past it and then the feeling of when you get past it. Right. Like that mm-hmm. that whole like progression thing, would yeah. would that be diminished if you could never die? Not ne- yes and no because the thing is again that like what I'm saying is like if there's still the animations of like God bless you oh my gosh, because <laughs> like if you're still getting the animations of like you're being hit you're being knocked down like okay yeah you're not gonna die and it's gonna take you longer to you know kill the boss but me personally i'd get annoyed if i keep getting knocked down and i can't kill that boss and he can't kill me so like you never me, die yeah but and so, exactly yeah, so, so you, so you, you basically be in a loop that. but again for me i'd personally be like oh thank god i don't have to get knocked around anymore without dying like i get to move on to the next area and i'm looking at psychonaut like screenshots of it right now and like psychonauts is that really trippy ass like i'm on mushrooms game that's basically what it looks like um Sorry for anyone who likes Psychonauts. Don't, don't, don't leave that. Yeah, we don't, we don't play the game. We don't know what it is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I can't really add anything after seeing the game. Like the game, the game. Oh, excuse me. The game kind of looks like. <laughs> so nasty. I'm so sorry. It just looks like a 3D uh, platformer. <laughs> it basically is. Uh, Kelly, did you want to add anything else before I move on? I just want to say that all games should have easy mode and if invincibility is the is the thing that they have to do that's fine but like I just don't that's the same thing it's not really okay it's not really the same thing it's just like why do you just want people to suffer then I feel like you just want people to suffer like what are you a boomer like what is this like (laughs) I just I had to pay student loans outside of you. Like, fuck yes. you. Yes, oh my God, you know? it's literally that. It is like, literally that. I had to suffer through a boss knocking me down. So do you. Like, why can't you just make it easy? I don't understand. Like, and I think That is making it easy, though, because the boss isn't killing you. You don't have to go through that entire area to get to the boss again. Now you just got to yeah, stand back saying, up again. But you're still suffering through the, the hit lag. I mean, can, I, whatever. Yeah, you got to add something to the game. 
Honestly, the story stories and games are why people play sometimes. So that's whatever. Me. Um, so Netflix is planning to add video games to its uh, to its service in the next year, and it's hired Facebook's VR games content head and former head of mobile games at EA to run its new games division. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> they did you know honestly they've been setting this up because they did that bandersnatch thing oh yeah oh it was i forgot popular about with the black mirror thing mm-hmm. which honestly it was entertaining like i i did it uh i think i got a couple there was a couple of different outcomes that you could do um but i think that they like dug their you know they dipped their toe in and now they're like you know what yeah so yeah, the article from Bloomberg says the idea is to offer video games on Netflix's streaming platform within the next year. According to a person familiar with the situation, the games will appear alongside current fare as a new programming genre, similar to what Netflix did with documentaries or stand-up specials. Um, the company doesn't currently plan to charge extra for the content, um, so the person who asked not to be identified because the deliberations are private. So thanks, Snitch, over at uh, 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 Bloomberg, who was interviewed. We appreciate the scoops. Honestly, the price the price is going to go up if they say oh, it's they, not, they're they fucking lying like i just wish i could opt out because guess what i already have so many fucking gaming services and all this stupid shit i don't want to pay for it and also my netflix subscription thank you actually yeah. i just get my mom's so it doesn't really matter but <laughs> the principle is there so um do you guys remember clippy from microsoft yeah, I do. Clip. Uh, Microsoft uh, threatens to bring Clippy back because the tweet asked for 20,000 likes to make it happen, and it only took an hour to get them. Um, I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Did you just say Microsoft is threatening to bring it back? That is the title of this article at PCGamer.com. Microsoft threatens to bring back Clippy by Andy Chalk. Why would they say 20,000 like likes though? Like, oh, if you get 20,000 likes, like you can get that on like someone posting a poop emoji. Like what? I don't. Microsoft posted the tweet and said, give us 20,000 likes. We'll replace the paperclip emoji in Microsoft 365 with Clippy. (laughs) So yeah, you'll get a Clippy emoji. There's a paperclip emoji? I had no idea. We're learning so much. Um, oh anyway, so the there's a, there's a rumor here. Sorry, <laughs> a rumor here uh, from Nintendo Everything that says the Switch OLED estimated to cost just ten dollars extra to manufacture, and yet it is fifty dollars more expensive than uh, the uh, previous Switch. Um, I have nothing to say about that to you guys. You want to know how much this costs to manufacture? Between three hundred and fifty and four hundred bucks. You know how much I pay for it. A lot of money. Yeah, so I can't really complain about it at this point. Um, So God of War's Kratos' voice actor uh, will be Black Panther in Marvel's Avengers new DLC uh, because we know that Chadwick Boseman unfortunately passed away, so uh, Christopher Judge won't be screaming boy this time around. That article is from Game Informer. Um, I think that's pretty dope. I I love him as a a, uh, voice actor. I think he's pretty cool, so um, it's sad to see replacement, but it had to happen, so I'm excited to see that. Um, I have no more words on that if you guys do. Nope. I'm excited. To, no, I'm excited to hear him as Black <laughs> Panther. Be cool. 
So uh, there's probably some work we'll do on the controller. I think Sony's done a nice job with their controller. We kind of look at some of that and think, are there things that we should go, uh, go do? That is Xbox head Phil Spencer, who says Xbox could update its controller praises and they praise uh, PS5's DualSense. This is from IGN.com. So one of the biggest things is by Taylor Lyles. One of the biggest things I, I said that I continue to go to my PlayStation 5 over my Xbox Series X4 is specifically what the DualSense controller does. Um, the Series X has the same kind of uh, Xbox controller that kind of just updated a little bit and brought it forward, whereas the PS5 has created a DualSense, which is fucking amazing. If you know me, you know that I am a huge DualSense uh, uh, proponent, um, like it's um it's an amazing controller just the tactile feel the difference in uh these shoulder buttons um the little sounds coming out of it like everything about this controller is fucking amazing um uh, yeah i think it'd be cool to see xbox come and add some of those things in there but that's all i have to say about that anybody i don't have a new xbox or playstation so i can't really you have an elite controller though yeah, the Elite controller is really nice, but I have the Elite, like the first one. I don't have the Elite 2. Okay. Well, I think this is really dope. I love when companies look at, you know, different things that they can improve on. And I think this is one of the ones that they should have actually improved on before they came out with an Xbox. But, you know, I am not. Uh, uh, I'm not working for Xbox. Yeah, so you're just going to wait until Sony releases their new shit. And then you're like, oh, we might try that. Like, <laughs> this looks pretty good. People it's fucking 2021. <laughs> Figure it out. I mean, Apple does it all the time. And it works out for them, so I'm not a hater. Apple takes like ten years to incorporate it. True, but they improve it, so maybe Apple we'll just get an keeps even adding like one camera at a time. Pretty soon, the whole back <laughs> is just going to be, like, be camera. <laughs> They're like, we're out of ideas. I don't know. Make it, just make it round cameras. again. Make it round again. Add another camera. Okay, oh, new design. Uh, so uh, recently, one of the the bigger announcements today was. Um, was it today? Whatever. The Stream Deck. Introducing no, the, stre- the Steam Deck. Oh my god, Steam I can't deck. read. Steam Deck. Introducing the Steam Deck. S-T-E-A-M. Thank you. The Steam Deck, a powerful, portable PC gaming starting at $399. Designed by Valve, powered by Steam, shipping December 2021. Um, I'm going to give you a few specs on this bad boy. It I will reserve my comments on it uh, for after, but I'm going to give you a few specs on this bad boy. There are three storage options. There's no in-game difference in frame rates or graphics quality between the three models. There's going to be three models. The lowest model is $399, 64 gigabytes. Uh, The second, the mid-tier model is $529, 256 gigabytes with faster storage, an exclusive Steam community profile bundle, uh, 256 gigabyte. Oh, I said that. And then uh, the high-end model is $649 for 512 gigabytes with the fastest storage, premium anti-glare etched glass, uh, the same exclusive carrying case across all three, exclusive Steam community profile bundle, and exclusive virtual keyboard theme. That's the stats, yeah, for um, $650. This Steam Deck will start shipping December 2021. That is this year. Um, Essentially, if you have Steam, it's going to allow you to play all of your Steam games that are on PC portably. Think Nintendo Switch, but not. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what it is. Um, Okay, and let's hear what you guys think about the Steam Deck. Um. I wish they had chosen a different name because it sounds exactly like Elgato's Stream Deck. Stream Deck so yeah. I feel like there's going to 
see some confusion. Literally, Jarrell already said it. I and, did. I you know, already. Um, I, I, I'm looking at it. I think it looks good. I mean, I love Steam. I buy like all my games from there. I would probably play portable games, but I hate when companies do this. They go straight from 64 to 256 gigs. Like, why is there not just the 128? Like, why are you doing this to us? They did the <laughs> same thing with the fucking Oculus, like the VR headset. It's like, why does anything start at 64 anymore? I have no like, idea. Like, why? It's never enough. Anyways. Um, oh, can I, can I interrupt good. you for a second as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the best thing about this is your steam library is already on your deck you just power it on power it on and log in and your games and your friends will already be there um it is steam without compromises that is a quote from steamdeck.com all the features you know and love design with care to fit in your hands i went over the three uh, storage options um it has a bunch of inputs and internals i don't want to bore anyone by going over them um but i do want to mention the uh, a few of the tech specs here um which is that it is a seven inch touch screen which is going to be the same seven inch oled touch screen that the um it's not going to be the same screen but the uh, switch oled is also now a seven inch touch screen um so i did want to bring that up because that is a point that i want to make um uh eventually it's going to have a headphone jack as usual volume buttons it they, it will also have a micro SD card slot. Um, I'm not going to go over the processor or the RAM. You should totally look up if you care. Um, the only other thing that I cared about is that it's going to have HD haptics, which sounds interesting. Um, track pads, which are basically going to work as your mouse for when you're playing your, your games. And it will come at a 1280 by 800 um, resolution. And it's a seven inch diagonal screen that is touchscreen and has ambient light sensors. I think those are the things that people are interested in the resolution and the screen size and um, what you have. Sorry, continue Kelly. No, I really, I don't know. Like I'm looking at it, it looks great, but like $650 for a portable console. It seems like a lot, I don't know. I'm sure that it's great. I'm sure it could work really well, but like I'm going on vacation. So like I could use this, but don't they have like Xbox where you can like play on your iPad now? Yep, Web, X Cloud like, you can play anywhere pretty yeah, much. Yeah, X Cloud you can play anywhere. I feel like, I feel like this might be a little late, you know, late. To it the also game. has Bluetooth. Okay, what does that mean to me? <laughs> I brought it up for my own point. Sorry. Okay, yeah, I guess the Switch you have to buy an adapter, right? Yes, that's why. But dude, how many adapters can you buy for the extra? What is it, hundred? Thirty dollars, you know. Fair. Wait, no. What? How much is the switch? So it's an extra hundred dollars. Oh, well, it depends. The new one is three fifty. Okay. Well, this one's three hundred. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what any of these games would look like on this. To be honest, I never heard of any of these processors or any of the specs. The the, the processors know? are custom made for this device. Yeah, That's they're custom made. Yeah, so I don't know. I looked for the processors too, and I couldn't find anything. But apparently, yeah, yeah. though the the one they use the the amd well amd is really good yeah but they use the amd um the ren 2 apparently i looked and like i guess that line of processors is pretty good so it's not like they cheap out and use one of their older ones or one of their not so powerful ones what <clears throat> what i do want to comment on is sorry is the reservation oh i did see that Yes. So you have to pay $5 to reserve it, which, okay, scalpers, right? Which I guess to buy things, you had to pay full price anyways, but like they're making it to where your account has had to make purchases 
on Steam prior <laughs> to June 2021 for the first 48 hours of reservation availability. See, yes. that's what I'm fucking talking about. Like, that's what I'm talking uh, about whenever we're talking about, <laughs> like, you know, um, the scalpers and stuff. Like, that's, like, you literally have to do that. I mean, I'm sure people will find a way around it. But they just put this up, and it says, like, June. Prior to June 2021. So they're already saying that back, like, a month. Like, if you haven't made a purchase on this account, so making new accounts and buying it not gonna within work. the first 48 hours, it ain't going to work. Yep. That I did want to comment on because I read that and I was like, holy shit. Like, I think I'm going to reserve one for $5. I don't know if I'm going to commit to buying it. Uh, I'd probably do like the mid-tier one. Uh, $529 is a lot. Um, I don't know if I want to commit, but I think I would definitely try to reserve one just because, I mean, why not, you know? Yeah, I feel two types of ways about this. I'm going to let Gabe go first. So, after he stops playing his mobile game, I'm not playing my mobile game. I'm actually looking Good. for a specific. I'm looking for a specific um, slide from IGN where they were sharing the different specs and stuff for the Steam Deck. Steam, right? I said that one right. The Steam Deck. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the main focus is handheld, but if you do want to connect it to a monitor, which you don't have to buy the Steam Deck dock. Damn, that's a mouthful. You don't have to buy the Steam Deck dock to connect to a monitor. You can actually just connect it with a, one of these, which is a USB to HDMI, USB-C to HDMI uh, adapter. The resolution, it brings... Ah, uh, where did my video go? <laughs> you broke it. You broke oh, yourself. No. Steam broke your connection. Am I back? Oh, okay, I'm yeah, back. Yeah, I'm not frozen. Um, the external display support, it supports up to 8K at 60 hertz or six yeah 60 hertz and then uh 4k at 120 hertz so it's not just the handheld console but i'm excited for various reasons one but wouldn't because, that be what your computer did anyway well that's the thing though that's what i was getting to my next point this is for something if you can't build yourself a powerful computer which again for the price point you kind of could but like if you don't want to i guess and you literally just want to have you know something to play pc games on and not do anything else on your pc i guess this is you know your other option um but like i'm excited for because even though we mentioned the memory you know 64 gigabytes is the cheapest one that's not a lot of gigabytes but i could easily just buy a micro sd card but then there's the argument of why would you want to pay extra for a micro sd card but but i'm excited for because my steam backlog is massive and when I took a vacation back in June, um, my Switch died. And I was like, well, damn, I really wish I was playing the Halo Master Chief Collection right now and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm starting to think I'm just a console whore and I like buying new consoles <laughs> because I get excited every time they say, oh, look, here's something new. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. I feel like the specs are nice. I think to me... One of the cool things is the, um, the trackpad to use like the mouse controls and whatnot. Because, you know, again, you can't be playing PC games without that. So, and um, and yeah, 
I think that trackpad is so weirdly placed and it looks so bad. Like I it, literally hate it so much. It, yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> like weirdly placed, but at the same time, I think what we're like the screenshots we've seen are kind of deceptive. We're not getting no, like No, actual... I watched the thing of like people actually using it and it yeah. looks really bad. Like to me, so that's why I said I feel two ways about this. One, I have a Steam library. I never play it because I literally never sit down to play on PC. And I was like, wow, it'd be really cool to play Phasmophobia on this thing with you guys, right? Like I don't have to pull my PC down and I'll have to like, cause I, I don't have my PC out like ever unless I'm doing like, you know, editing podcasts or putting something up. Um, so for me, I have a Steam library I never play on because I don't want to have to go through the process of doing that. I also have absolutely no interest in building a PC. So I think this is a really great starting point for like 400 bucks for someone who wants to play PC games, um, but doesn't want to build a PC. I think that's fucking awesome. But 64 gigabytes is absolutely nothing. Like, especially for PC games, like this is not a Switch, right? So like the the, the cartridges are not, it's not going to be the same. So I think 64 gigabytes is nothing. So I'd already have to upgrade to 256. And I forgot how much I said that was already. Um, but that price already concerns me. I said it was actually $529, right? So now I'm paying more than I paid for my PS5 to play a few titles that I have on Steam, which is not a product that would work for me. Like that's not something that sounds like a good idea for me. I would have to go with the $400 64 gigabyte version for this to make sense. The form factor, it looks so big. I don't have big hands. This thing looks really, really bulky. So that also concerns me. It's cool that it comes with a carrying case for a free switch because y'all don't. Um, <laughs> I'm a hater. Um, but I, I, it looks really bulky. I don't think the battery is going to, it says like two to eight hours for battery life, which I think the, the switch is like up to nine hours. I highly doubt that I could play yeah. any extensive PC game on this thing for more than two hours. I, like, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that great, but I did mention earlier that I think it's so interesting where companies cut corners because uh, the screen resolution, right? Like the, the, it's like the switch. I always complain that the switch doesn't have 1080p screen resolution. This thing doesn't either um, like handheld. Like th it's very interesting to see where companies decide to cut corners to make these products work. And for them, I guess handheld screen resolution is not a big deal. And to me, it kind of is because if I'm playing PC games handheld, I want them to look the best they can on this screen that I'm paying $400 for. Um, but then again, the appeal of being able to play, like I said, Phasmophobia on the go with my friends is really high for me because I don't game on PC. Um, the entry level, you know, uh, $400 play PC style games is really cool. But a lot of times those PC games are already going to be available somewhere else. It's just the ones I play. I'm not speaking for other uh, you know, PC exclusive titles. Um, so it's really, it's really a hard decision for me. I kind of want it just to have it, but I highly doubt I will ever pick this thing up over my Switch. And that kind of sucks, um, especially because I already have something that can play PC games. Should I just pull down my PC and play with you guys? Or, yeah. then, you know, drop 400 bucks, right? And, you know, play on- 400 bucks, man. Right? Because I just want to sit back like Treat right here yourself. and be like, let's go guys, let's phasmophobia this shit out. Plus it will be less scary because the screen is this big. 
and that all just sounds you can just throw that annoying. shit like oh yeah well, right but- ah! <laughs> like, oh, I'm so scared. And I feel like that could be a problem though there's not a lot of scary games for the switch but well, you're playing some you playing outlaws on the little shit that they can <laughs> fly in you shouldn't be playing scary games if you're gonna fling your console across the room fair enough i i think my only complaint scary is- games are for everyone that damn trackpad i think it's cool that the trackpad's on both sides though like that's dope i just it just looks really big like i don't see that as something you pop in your pocket and pull out and play somewhere i see this as just like either you're playing this at your house because you don't want to sit in front of your computer or or i guess you're going to a friend's house to play but this is not one of those like because i can fit my switch in my back pocket I cannot figure out back pockets. No, not even. I mean, it's coming out of my pocket, but I can put my switch in my back pocket and like walk around with it. I highly doubt this thing's gonna fit in there. Um, uh, but but the the I was gonna ask you guys like, do you think that this is even switch competition? Yes or no? Yeah, it has a probably a lot. I I don't know. Does it have a lot more games? The Steam library has a lot I mean, of games. Uh, it won't have yeah, Nintendo exclusives. So yeah, I I guess to be honest, like you can take things portably that you would never have before portably like mm-hmm. like there's a lot of steam games that are not safe for work that you can now have portably <laughs> very very true yes. like someone could just be playing like hentai kawaii girls yep, yep. uh on, on a go. subway somewhere like that's ugh. disgusting and you wouldn't even know yeah you won't even know <laughs> unless they like, have the volume up <laughs> um i think that i yeah i I don't know like i don't know i'm trying to think of what i would play that's not on the nintendo and it would Mm -hmm. be adult themed games like yeah and some of those are technically available on switch yeah but would you ever i feel i think I feel wrong playing an adult I game. I feel wrong. Switch. There's so many adult like, games. Like you're like using the you know, like... Joy Cons to like do naughty things. <laughs> oh my God, Kelly! That's why they're called Joy Cons. Come on. Oh, Ooh, they bring That's where the name comes from. <laughs> uh, Gabe, really quick, is it a Switch competitor? Yes or no? I feel like it is, but that's just me. But personally, again, I feel like if most people who already play on Steam kind of already have their computers built so i guess we literally just have to wait and see i mean if you guys grab one you can tell us all about it and i, I will probably definitely grab do one that because uh, according to grayson's co-star i like to spend money i don't have uh so we'll see what happens there and um i think we're gonna end today's uh podcast there just a really fun time thank you guys for enjoy- uh, joining me uh through this uh week of gaming and if there's not anything else, I think we're going to wrap up. Is there anything else you guys want to say really quick? No. No. Okie dokie. Brandon, we miss you. We and miss with you. that, good night, everybody. Y'all not going to say bye to you? Goodbye. Bye. I'm sorry. You had a notification <laughs> that you were doing core <laughs> workouts.